and welcome to Bit Parade, the podcast where we play hits and flops from video game history and transform them into song. I'm Mike Petrie, and with me, as always, is my friend and collaborator, the Waddle D to my Waddle Do, Eli Bolin. Oh, you're the hi, Eli. Hey, hey, Mike. You're the the Meta Knight to my um giant day. <laughs> giant bug with mouse ears. <laughs> Yeah, you're not the first to tell me that. Yeah, I know. Today. <laughs> it's, How's it going? Uh, it's all right. It's all right. We are – here we are. We uh, – for here the we loyal are. listeners, we just dropped a new app and we're we're following it up. And A new old one. Yeah, to an old episode. But there's new – there's some new content front-loaded. Yeah. Someday we'll release the original <laughs> first section as a, oh, as a bonus track on the – Collectible vinyl. That's true. I, I think there's a lot of talk about uh, face blasters on that one, or face raiders. Oh, good. Oh, you mean on the old one? Yeah. That's funny. And then on the new one, I'm still talking about it. Right. There you go. <laughs> and I, I went to my 3DS uh, a couple of days ago just to, to double check that I had it loaded on there. There it is. And I do. So. Yeah, un- unless you delete it, uh, it's going to be right. on there. <laughs> they, uh, it seems they, pretty hard to delete it, actually. Yeah, they really wanted people to play it. They really want you to rate a face. Yeah. When you buy a 3DS. Um, yeah, this is our first time uh, recording. I don't know when it's daylight out. Yeah, we might have done it one other time, but typically yeah. we've recorded at night due to my child rearing schedule. Um, right. And then, but yeah, today I have my kids are both, you know, at school, preschool and elementary. Love that. So got a got a couple hours here to throw down. And uh, pod. and pod during the day, yeah, day podding. Yeah, I have got I got more energy. I mean, you know, to a, to a degree. So I've got coffee instead of uh, you know, beer or cider. I got my I got a black iced tea, home oh, home brewed as per usual. Okay, yeah, nice. I like a good unsweet black iced tea. Yeah, I had a Dutch baby this morning. What that was that was my thing. What's, do you know what that is? No, is it some kind of pastry? <laughs> no, well, it's almost like it's more like a pancake in a way. It's like one oh. big pancake you make in like a cast iron skillet, like in the oven. Yeah, I've heard of I've heard of that. Yeah, that's and it sounds great. Uh, yeah, I discovered them like I don't know a month. Yeah, about a month ago, and it's just it kind of scratches the pancake itch, but is a lot easier to make. And is the perfect, like, portion for two people. So you don't have, like, all these extra pancakes. Just one like, giant pancake. Just one giant pancake. You cut it like a pizza. You put syrup on it. Wow. And it, I don't know. It, it kind of has a better texture, too. Like, it's it's more egg than it is uh, flour. Mm-hmm. You know, if you make a batch of pancakes, there's, like, one egg in there and, like, a cup of flour. And for this, it's like a half cup of flour and three eggs. So it's, I like, I like the, it feels, I don't know, it's a little fluffier, a little more souffle-y, but also heartier. That sounds delicious. That makes sense? So the, are you yeah, making from scratch good. here? Yes. Great. Can I, get that, can I get that recipe later? Yes. Do you have a New York Times subscription? I do. Okay. So, well, then you should be able to open it, no problem. Oh. And I don't have to screenshot it for Excellent. you. Excellent. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can open that link right up. Nice, nice, nice. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, so it's been Dutch baby morning. <laughs> it's like a Dutch baby 70s, Fridays. 
seventies folk song. It's a Dutch, Dutch baby, baby morning in the sunrise. It's got a Joni Mitchell vibe too. Yeah, it. definitely jo- Joni Mitchell. Yeah. So what else? What a what a, what how's your week been? And it's been a literal week. Yeah, it has been. <laughs> this time. It's only been a week, so it's uh yeah. what is yeah, what is been. new? Just um you know, been making some plans for the year. And uh exciting. And tonight I will be coming to see Strange Loop. So I will see you That's tonight. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Very excited. Very, very excited. For Yeah, I'll be excited to to see you there. Yeah. I'm excited to finally yeah. finally see the Broadway production <laughs> two days before it closes. Because <laughs> you saw it uh, uh, at Playwrights, right? Yes, I saw it twice at Playwrights. Nice. So I'm excited to to see it again. Nice. At Playwrights, I was I was like front row center <laughs> both times. Uh, oh wow! But I'm I think this is a good seat. I'm I'm in the orchestra right at the last row of the orchestra, right on the aisle. So oh, sweet. I feel like I'll be able to to just take it all in. I'm so stoked. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's it's been fun over there. We uh I I you probably saw on social media that uh last week we we had a couple cancellations due to like some illnesses mm-hmm. and then the the writer, Michael R. Jackson, ended up like going in for three performances to like do we didn't do it with like the full set everything and costumes because that would have been just i think unthinkable but uh we did it with um did like a concert reading style version of it where all the actors just kind of like sat on stools on stage and and michael read and sang you know the the part that is based on him basically yeah so yeah it was it was exciting i heard about that and, and saw uh footage and whatnot it it seems amazing yeah it was cool it was cool and it was kind of like I don't know. We were in the pit pretty like, I don't know. Anything could happen. What's going to happen? But uh, it went really smoothly. And like, I could tell that he was more you know, like comfortable by the second and third shows. Mm-hmm. So it was know, just kind was of an, em- an emergency. Yeah, basically. Like, and he even said a curtain call, like he, he did a curtain speech every time. And he said that like, he would in the past had said he would only do this in like a benefit setting like a one night only thing where he would play usher but uh yeah i don't know he got to make his broadway <laughs> his broadway <laughs> um, his acting debut, debut yeah. yeah so it was it was cool that's wild yeah and how how has your 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 week been my week's been pretty good what have i done uh i mean i'm just kind of sinking in you know like the end of strange loop you know in dismantling our, our dressing room, which is kind of sad, uh, like taking down the twinkle lights and all that. And, uh, you know, I've decorated my locker. I still need to take the pictures out of that. And we're, you know, we the band kind of has like, uh, my locker is kind of like our bar. So we're just kind of slowly like drinking what's left and saying like, well, I'm not in the mood for scotch, but we have scotch. <laughs> We need to finish it. Yeah. Um, after the shows, of course. Yeah. Um, but, you know, aside from that, uh, I I posted something on Instagram about this, but I made, uh, you know, for Christmas, I had gotten the, the NES Lego uh, kit. 
Yes. And so yeah. I've been putting that together, and it's quite incredible because it's like you build an NES, which has like a you know a spring loaded cartridge holder and everything. You like put a like a Mario, you know, or a cartridge with the Mario sticker on it, and it like you know you can take it in and like push it down and everything just like an NES. The wildest thing about it is that in addition to the NES and the controller. There's you build like kind of like an old style like Zenith television that goes with it, and it has a uh, like a diorama sort of not a diorama but like a a level from Super Mario Brothers, and there's a crank on the side of the TV that when you yeah. like turn it like the picture like moves yeah. it's like on a on a circle or something like that, and like the Mario actually like is on another thing that kind of reacts to the blocks that are on there. And so the Mario is kind of like going up and down, up and down and jumping on things. So it's, it's pretty wild. That's amazing. I've seen, yeah. I actually have seen it in action because our, our next door neighbors, uh, the guy and the couple, he, he built it and brought it over mm-hmm. to our porch. Oh, very cool. When he made it. Nice. And like the kids were like cranking it. I was like, don't break it. <laughs> don't break his build. But it was good. They, they, didn't, they didn't break it. That's cool. That's good. The good stuff. Um, but also, yeah, this week I've been, uh, yeah, just sort of like looking forward to what's next after Strange Loop. I, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast, but the past couple of years I've been like slowly and secretly like writing a book of children's poetry. Oh my God. <laughs> and so I had no idea. Yeah. So I've got like, I don't know, 40 or so poems written. And so yesterday I like wrote my first like query letter to an agent about it so that's uh that feels cool it feels like a good first step that's amazing so man we'll, that's we'll fantastic see. yeah thank you. i can't wait yeah, to, we'll, to we'll sample see. some of of the the goodies within and it's kind of been, you know like bounce around in my head for like i don't know like eight or nine years something i wanted to do yeah because it kind of scratches like a lyric writing itch but also just in a different way that i couldn't necessarily just do in songwriting. Wow, that's amazing. So I yeah. uh so it's very kinda where the sidewalk ends esque. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I always wanted to turn where the sidewalk ends into like a an album. Like mm. like take like a dozen of the poems and set them to music. Well, that's cool. I've done one already. I did I've done where the sidewalk ends. I like made a whole demo of it and everything. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so should we uh, talk about what we're playing? Let's talk about what we're playing. Well, uh, you know, we, it's, it's been a week. I wouldn't say there's been huge changes for me. Although in the last week, Harry has really gotten back and it's like this thing, these things go in cycles. So, uh, I think we talked about this before, um, Mm -hmm. the Mega Man powered up. Which was like the PSP remake of Mega oh. Man One. Have we ever talked about oh, that? Oh no way! Gosh, maybe on the Mega Man episode, but I've forgotten about that game. Yeah, it it, it, it was like it's like one of those ROMs that was like huge. It was like a gig or more because it was on like this oh my PSP, God. like a little yeah, disc yeah. initially. So like, and to to play it required a lot more effort getting it into like open. EMU. Oh, you probably had to get like a 
like a BIOS file or something? I think something? so, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, disk-based systems make you <laughs> kind of bend over backwards to get them to work. Yeah. So um, I'll say that it's very, like, cute and cartoony. The the voice acting in it is ridiculous. Um, and the dialogue they wrote for it. <laughs> like Mega Man saying to Dr. Light, oh, he's like, man. he's like, Dr. Make me a fighting robot, Mega. What are you saying, my child? I he's like I want to help, but I worry I'm not strong enough. Hmm. Well, I don't like it, but sometimes such things must be done. I will. Wow. I'll make the necessary preparations. And then after he does it, he's like, I didn't know that. He's uh... like, wow. And then and then Doctor Light's like, he's like, <laughs> well, Mega. Wait, no, Mega. Man, yes, from this day forward, oh, you no. shall be Mega Man. Is it because he gave him fighting abilities that he's a man now? I guess, I guess so. But you know the whole we we talked. Did we talk about this in our Mega Man episode? The fact that he's Rock Man everywhere else. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that makes sense. Because his sister and he had is like Roll, a friend named Roll, and yeah. she's still in this this version. So it's just weird that like Roll by itself makes is her no name sense. still Roll. <laughs> Who's like, all right, Mega. I think I remember hearing about that when I was a kid and, and just kind of assuming, like, dinner roll. Like, she's named after, like, a, a bread. Sure, sure. <laughs> Biscuit. <laughs> but then she's she was never a playable character, so mm. should be. But That's it's they added a couple extra bosses, and there's an easy mode, which is much, much easier, yeah. though still difficult. Oh, sure. Than, than, like, playing the original Mega Man. But it, it's like the bosses and stuff of the original. Yeah, it's more like more like cartoony graphics Gutsman. that are like on a I see. 32-bit level, like sort of like Game Boy Advance graphics, maybe a little a little better. Yeah. So Harry Harry likes playing that with me because he uh, I do the moving and jumping and he does the blasting. Oh, and we man. have like both hands. Two player. Yeah. It's a little tricky because he he doesn't. He, yeah. he's, he's you know he's not bad, but I can definitely right. you know hit that button faster. <laughs> so we take we take a lot more damage that way, but it's it's pretty low stakes. Right. All right. But once in a while, I'll find myself <laughs> like totally rationally being like, like in my head, like, oh come on, man, <laughs> speed up that button pushing. <laughs> like my five year old Harry, you're killing me. You're killing me out yeah. here. Come on, leave me hung out to dry. Speed it up. <laughs> uh, but we just we just beat it again. Um, oh, cool. So we, uh, you know, there's a lot of saving going I can, on. I want to play this. But uh, we did make it to the end of the game nice. again. Beat Doctor Wily. That's all I got. What have uh, What have you been playing? Anything? Any changes? I similarly, yeah. I, I picked some different stuff this week. I uh, since I got the Steam Deck, I've been replaying some old uh, some Final Fantasy games. Um, most notably, like the first six games they released uh, last year. Uh, like called Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters, which they sort of have like the uh, similar old style graphics, but you know, just with it tweaked a little bit and uh, you know, playable sixteen by nine, you know, uh, orientation. And so I've been working through. I I think before Christmas, I I had played all of Final Fantasy four. Which I remember I had started to stream that like two years ago and I just kind of gave up on it. So I, I restarted that game. Um, and that's sort of one of my favorite games. my One of my favorite Final Fantasies. Mm-hmm. And it's nice and short too. You can <clears throat> blast through it in like 14 hours. But since then I've been playing Final Fantasy VI, which is a bit longer. And uh, 
Yeah, that's that's still a game that that holds up really well. It's got a cool story, and it's also like was so wild in nineteen ninety what three or four when it came out. Is that it? Uh, there are kind of two halves of the game. The first half is very linear, and then there's this kind of big apocalyptic event that happens mid game, and you sort of then are just kind of controlling one character who's looking for everybody else. And you're just sort of then for the second half of the game, building your party back up and you can really just do it in whatever order you want, especially once you like get your airship back. So it's, it's just kind of wild to like kind of be like, okay, what do I want to do now? I think I'm going to go look for this character over here or finish this other character's like side story. So it's really just kind of, I don't know. You can piece it together however you, however you want. Uh, which was, I don't know, a, a big deal in 1993, I think. Yeah, that's, that's a um, huge leap. And what's also cool about the Steam Deck, so <laughs> I think it's been very disappointing about these uh, Pixel remasters in general, especially when the first footage of them came out, was like how bad the font was. And I think, because like instead of having sort of the classic like, I don't know, like 16-bit looking font, all of a sudden it had like everything was an aerial narrow or something equivalent to it and it just looked terrible. And, um, but I was able to like install a mod that basically just changed the font to like a 16 bit looking kind of classic how, how it looked on super Nintendo. Oh, that's so cool. Um, and it was so easy to do too. Like it was basically just like downloading the right file from a mod website and then just putting it in the game file, like where their font like folder was. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And then you just open it and it's like, oh, this magically works somehow. And it doesn't look bad. I um I always I've always wanted to play it's like my desire to play the Final Fantasy games is sort of like my desire to like read like war and peace. But I and I like look right. at it and I like read a couple pages and I'm like I like immediately lose patience. Because I, I don't know what it is oh, yeah. that, like, I mean, I think for me, the big thing is is whether or not you like that fighting style, right? Oh, it, sure. There's in the sure. fighting style in those games, like, where it's, like, you, like, select moves from a menu, and it goes yeah. back and forth, like, as opposed to, like, actual... Turn-based, yeah. essentially, yeah. Because that's what they call it, turn, yeah, turn-based. Yeah, it's not for everyone. And the it's funny, the newer <laughs> Final Fantasies, like have gotten away from that in a bit. Like I think starting with like 12 and 13, it's kind of more go by an enemy and like hold down a button to, to fight it. Yeah. That's, in- that's interesting. It always kind of, see, maybe yeah. you can tell me how wrong my perception is of this because when I was <laughs> first playing these games, my perception was that final fantasy, the final fantasy games are sort of like the Zelda games with, like the turn-based fighting, whereas in Zelda you're you're actually slashing and using weapons. But my my mm. assumption was that other than that they were kind of similar, and I'm I'm wondering how off the uh, mark I was with that. I would say like that's not too off the mark. Um, I would say Zelda has more, in addition to like action fighting, it is more like puzzle based. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't think there are a lot of, like, there are, like, some light puzzles in Final Fantasy Dungeons, but it's not as, like, you know, intricate or as, like, satisfying even as 
how it works in Zelda, where it's like, oh, like a good dungeon feels like a very self-contained puzzle box in a way. Where yeah, exactly. You're kind of going to like change one thing, and then it's like, oh, then the lava drains, and now I can go to this area. Yeah. There's there's some of that, but it, it's not as integral to the experience, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I would say there's a lot more dialogue mm-hmm. uh, in Final Fantasy games, you know, to uh, perhaps it's detriment sometime because it can be like, okay, as, <laughs> especially if it's like a translation, it can be like, okay, let's. So what, what is the, um, like the exciting part, the, uh, the thing that keeps you coming back to Final Fantasy? Like what's, what's the, the thing about it you like That's the best? A... Man, I don't know. I mean, for some, in some way it's like nostalgia, uh, to some extent. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like, oh, this is a familiar game that I've played a bunch of times and just makes me feel warm. <laughs> um, but I, I think I do like just like living in the world with those characters mm-hmm. sometime. And I do find, you know, if you're if you enjoy the the combat, like it can be satisfying I, to like. Yeah, I played one of those Mario and Luigi games um, oh, recently yeah. where I, I was like, oh, this is like that same kind of combat yeah. i mean sort of but like essentially like the turn-based thing yeah in some ways that turn-based stuff is a little simpler but it, i would say it's also more engaging because like with the mario and luigi games it will have that oh if you press a at the right time you'll get a critical hit right exactly yeah that i know cool. uh, yes exactly yeah. if you time that right like that stuff um and there's things you can do that'll make it so you don't get a hit at all i think Right. Um, but yeah, if I just I was playing a realm of one of those, and then I just like a week or so ago picked up a an actual cartridge of a Dream Team. Mm. So I'm gonna. Oh yeah, I think is that a DS game? I think it's 3DS. 3DS. So it's um... I played one of them. Oh, I played Bowser's Inside Story. Yes, I also know they remade some of them for the 3DS. Um, so I, oh, it's okay. possible that Dream Team was originally a regular DS game, but I, they had a, like just the cart with no packaging used for like less than fifteen dollars. And typically, these for whatever reason, these Mario and Luigi games, I see them people selling them used for like forty or fifty dollars. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they're just, I don't know. The price of of three DS games fluctuates wildly. I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. Because I still, I still love that that system. I think of that as like my system in the house. That's cool. That's cool. Are you still playing any Animal Crossing? You know, it's it's very interesting. I played Animal <laughs> Crossing for the first time since last spring, just like a couple nights ago. Wow! And I had were they all mad at you? <laughs> they were a little mad. What I did so that I could sort of keep things current <laughs> is is this trick I I learned. Again, I very well may have discussed this on a previous podcast. The time, sure. how to protect your villagers is you set the DS back to – well, because at the beginning, she's like, can I help you with anything? And so yeah, you yeah. set the time. And I set it back to around the last time I played. I sort of guesstimated. And then – so everyone was still there. And then there's there's like this thing. I don't know if it's intentional or a glitch or whatever. But if someone – if you get to the point where someone says they want to move – and you have to decide yeah. whether to convince them to stay or not stay. And you have to have that conversation with them. But if you do that mm-hmm. and immediately save, set the like date to whatever you want it to be. So then I made a current and then open it up again. Everyone will still be there. Nice. That's very cool. 
because I didn't want to go back and have like three villagers and they're like <laughs> so mad at me. <laughs> so I missed I missed Christmas. Yeah. I missed Halloween, you know. Ah. I guess I could have gone through and played those days before I said it took current day, but I think it's too late now. <laughs> that that feels like an abuse of power. <laughs> it does. I think I think it'll it'll yeah. really mess with the timeline. But it did feel like putting on a comfortable old shoe. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. Occasionally a villager, I'd be that's talking cool. to them and they would say the same thing like twice in a row and I'd be like, oh, it's like, yeah, that's right. That's one of the limitations. <laughs> so yeah. Are you, do you ever play Animal Crossing? Because I, I know you have it. Um, I, I think I revisited my Switch one at some point last year and because they, they released a bunch of uh, updates for it and some DLC and I, I got into that. But, uh, you know, I think I just, I just kind of hit the same wall of like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> I don't. I don't see what my trajectory is with this game. It, it can be so satisfying to be done with a game. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I know. Like ah, check. Yeah, but I just wasn't interested yeah, so for the longest time, and then I was like, oh, you know what? I yeah. I wonder how my friends are doing. Yeah, and yeah. there's there's That's something good. very meditative about um, just going around digging for fossils. Catching those butterflies, yeah. going to the island, catching some sharks it was, and bugs. It was nice during the the pandemic. I kind of would play it every morning when I'd wake up. I'd have coffee, and it's like, okay, dig up some fossils. Yeah, shake the money trees. It's like the world. You know? The world is on fire. It's okay to do this in the morning. <laughs> All right, let's go hang out at the beach. Yeah, pick up some shells. Uh, the only other game I've really been playing is. Uh, this game on PS5 uh, called Horizon Forbidden West, which is a sequel to a game called Horizon Zero Dawn. And it's a game that came out last year, I think two weeks before Elden Ring came out. And so it's a game I played a lot right when it released, and I was very into it. And when Elden Ring came out, I was like, I guess I'll get this. I'll probably play a little bit and then get tired of it and get frustrated by it. Mm-hmm. And just the opposite happened. So I just... I'm now, yeah, I'm revisiting Horizon Forbidden West to actually play it. Because it's quite a good game, but it just uh, came out at a, a terrible time, you know, right next to this other <laughs> very good, very big, involving game. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happened to them. I think the first game came out in 2017, and they, like, released it a week before Breath of the Wild. So it just kind of got overshadowed but uh i don't know it's a really cool world it's sort of another post-apocalyptic world but it's kind of like thousands of years after a terrible event has happened so like everything is regrown like everything there's like the environment is very rich and beautiful and sort of humans have settled into sort of more like villages and tribes and stuff but there are also in addition to like wildlife and stuff there are also robots that are like self-sustaining and are uh, part of nature in a way and a lot of the robots kind of like almost look and act like deer or uh, buffalo or hippopotamuses and stuff like that and uh, yeah I won't go too hard into the story because there's it's kind of complicated and there's a lot going on but 
you know, the characters are very cool. The world is very cool. And it's really fun combat because a lot of times you are having to fight a huge uh, machine that looks like a dragon or something like that. And your main character has this, uh, it's called a focus. It's like this earpiece that basically allows her to see, you know, the, the weak spots or kind of communicate with like the old world of like when there was technology. So she can look at a robot and you'll see like, Oh, here are all the weak spots on it. And you can kind of craft your attack in a way of like, okay. Cause you mostly, you have a spear, but you also have a robust, um, number of like arrows and other kind of traps and, uh, bombs and stuff that you can throw and you can, try to like, okay, I'm going to try and shoot off the guns of this big robot first, or I can shoot off the, uh, the fuel canisters on it so that it cannot shoot fire at me, stuff like that. And if you shoot some of these things off, you can then also collect them and use them to upgrade your own items. So, uh, yeah, horizon it's, and it's also, it's beautiful. It like, I haven't gotten to this part, but I think it, you kind of go through the the remains of like Las Vegas and end up on the the west coast and so it's just a uh, very beautiful uh locales and it looks gorgeous on PS5 that's amazing yeah yeah that's all i've got to say about it presents are uh, forbidden west it's all great. right yeah. it sounds good it's like a great yeah. pretty game Video games. Hmm. We love video games, eh? Never heard of them. All right. Well, man, should we should we dive in? <clears throat> let's let's talk Kirby. Let's talk Kirby. This week we're talking about Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland, which is a Game Boy Advance game from 2002. Uh, let's see. Other games from that year include Metroid Prime, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Kingdom Hearts, and Super Mario Sunshine. So that's what we're dealing with. Um, it was uh, developed by HAL Laboratory and published by our friends Nintendo. Uh, what did HAL do? HAL also... <laughs> they... Uh, they made a bunch of like arcade-style games for NES, um, plus this game I knew called The Adventures of Lolo, which is kind of like a puzzle game. And actually, I think Lolo shows up as a boss in like maybe the first Kirby game. L- Lolo's like kind of uh, like a big round ball with eyes, right? Yeah, yeah. Also, pretty good music in those games, although I think it's just one song. But um, yeah, since, since Hal stumbled on Kirby, it's mostly just been Kirby games, and they've done like other non-mainline Pokemon games, like Pokemon Snap, I think, was Hal. Uh, and they also do uh, the Super Smash Brothers series. And oh, yeah. Face Raiders. <laughs> really? They did Face Raiders? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice, Hal. I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to tell you. Thanks, Hal. What a, what a great guy Hal um, is. Uh, this game is confusingly a remake of Kirby's Adventure for the NES, uh, which came out in 1993. And you're basically you're Kirby, and you are uh, going across this uh, dream world to take uh, to get pieces of the Star Rod back, or the Star Wand, Star Rod, Star Rod, yeah, um, yeah, that King <laughs> DDD has placed around the land. 
But then, of course, there's a twist at the end. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, King DDD actually did this uh, to prevent the, I guess, the nightmare god or, or something from, like, sending everybody into having nightmares all the time. So Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, right, is that, like, no one can dream because the star rod is gone. Right, right. So that's what inspires Kirby to, like, oh, I got to fix this problem. I mean, I guess we'll, we'll get into it, but uh, there's actually a scene after because, like, you do defeat King DDD, the the giant penguin that wears kind of like a wrestling uh, robe. Like, yeah. But uh, and then there's a scene where like Kirby's like, okay, I'm gonna take back this rod, and like King DDD is kind of like keeps like pulling on your feet and like saying, no, 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 don't do it. And Kirby's like, I don't know what the what the fuck you're talking about. I'm gonna restore this rod. And then he's like, no, 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 please don't do it. Then Kirby does. And then you have to fight the actual last boss, which is the nightmare, the the nightmare god or whatever, which is kind of kind of scary looking for a children's game like this. Yes, definitely. You're sort of like shooting your space uh, stars, you know, at him in this kind of like space world. Yeah, you're like, and he's kind of creepy like looks. Like moving forward. Yeah. And he's kind of got a Dracula vibe about mm-hmm. him. Dracula on top of a tornado, I would say. Um, but I'm getting way ahead. No, I'm it's great. Crap. And your style of gameplay? Let's talk about style it. Style of gameplay? Next on yeah. the list. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a Kirby game. What can I say? It's a, you know, a side-scrolling action. He, uh, he inhales his enemies and throw them back out. He can fly. He can inhale air so he can fly. But... Um, what uh, was unique about this game, and it's kind of become Kirby's whole thing since then, is uh, since this game first came out on NES, is that if Kirby inhales a certain type of enemy, he you press down and he can copy their abilities. So, like, certain enemies, like, shoot sparks or they shoot uh, spines out or they can uh, become a wheel that moves really fast or, like, you just have a sword um, or a beam or a laser. So there are all sorts of different weapons I would say like it's almost like 20, 25 different kinds of powers, different kinds of weapons that Kirby can have based on what enemies are around. And that's kind of the fun of the game is you are – you can unlock different areas uh, based on what powers you have at any given time. And you know certain levels are better crafted to having certain items like if there are a bunch of ramps – you might think, oh, this would be actually be perfect for this wheel. Right. And the game is pretty good about, like, you know, giving you the powers that would be handy for a given area. Exactly, yeah. But, like, if if Kirby, if you get hit, like, that uh, power bounces out of you in the form of a star. So it's like you have to, if you get hit, you have to try and suck that power back up to to keep it. Or it'll be gone. Yeah, I found that one of the more aggravating things is like he loses his abilities so easily in, in yeah, the collision. I, you know, it's funny. It, I found that happening to me a lot. I mean, this game starts pretty easily, but I found like, I don't know, the, the controls be a little clunky sometimes. Like he maybe doesn't turn around as fast as I want him to. Like there are times where I thought I'd be spitting out a star in one direction and I find that like, Oh, the game was too slow and I'm still facing the wrong way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just kind of lost my, it, in the original NES one, that, that problem is significantly worse. I would say 
Oh, it's, really? There's definitely feels like there's a, a delay in things. And it'll look like yeah. you did the right thing to hit an enemy or, or do something to an enemy, but it um won't register fast enough for you to take damage if you've got somebody yeah. right up on, in your grill. Yeah, so, yeah, it's not very precise sometimes with the controls, which can be frustrating. I mean, overall, it's a pretty easy game, so, like, and by the time I beat it, I had, like, I don't know, like 35 lives stockpiled. So it's pretty forgiving and gives you a lot of opportunities to, you know, to to get extra lives, to refill your your little uh, hit bars or your, your life bar. Yeah, it's definitely but, um, on the easier side, I would say. Yeah. There's many levels where you, there's many levels where you can fly, just fly above things that are problematic. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, Kirby is named after his attorney named John Kirby Jr., um, who uh, famously defended Nintendo uh, in their uh, when Universal Studios sued them over the copyright of Donkey Kong. Um, and I think it was then proven that, like, because uh, they were saying, like, oh, this is an infringement on our King Kong right. property. And I think, and John Kirby helped Nintendo win that argument that like, no, this is just, this is a different, uh, ape, different Kong. And ape. so, right. It's a different Kong. And, uh, yeah. So, and then they, they end up naming this character after him. So that's nice. That is really nice. You didn't know Kirby was one of his abilities was, uh, uh, to be a defense attorney. <laughs> it's like to see um, a picture of that. Yeah. But, uh, what else about this game? It's, um, Cool. I mean, I think it looks great on the the Game Boy Advance. Like, I remember I played like the NES version when I was a kid, and never beat it, but I I still liked it. And it looked really. It was a late NES game. It kind of, I think it was the last NES game I bought when we had the system. Yeah, it came out so um, late in the life. Yeah, like ninety what ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah. So yeah, I already had like a Super Nintendo at that point, mm-hmm. but. uh yeah, it it looks so good on Game Boy Advance, like the and the animations in particular. Like when Kirby gets a new ability, uh, he gets a little hat or a little outfit, little flare, and that's really cool. So like, you know, when he has a sword, he's got like a little Link hat on. Um, when he has the uh, the laser, he'll have just these little like goggles on. It's uh, it's really cute. It's cool. And the animations for all of his things, they just look fantastic. Like, it's the, it's so bright, and he, like, just moves so smoothly and looks so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite, you know, what I said about the controls feeling a little clunky, mm-hmm. it still looks great, you know, and he, his moveset looks really yeah, good. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really attractive game, for sure. Yeah. And if you compare the, um, the two, the art style is, like, the art style of the backgrounds in particular is very different. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's really, really nice looking game. Yeah, there's a lot of, what is it called? Parallax scrolling, where like when you're moving through the world, like the background is kind of moving slower. Yeah, I remember kind of like a, when the Super Nintendo field. came out, there was a whole thing about the parallax scrolling abilities. Yeah, totally. Like that was... Someone's with with that sweet mode seven. Yeah, mode seven. So like things could spin around basically. Yeah. It's like yeah. that's all mode seven was is like things would like rotate. 
Like, like right. when you be like a boss in Super Mario World, they would like come toward the screen and like spin around and then disappear. Or like right. Bowser's um, like clown copter, the way it would like zoom in and out like it was coming towards you and yeah, stuff. All that. Yeah, Mode 7 goodness. It's a big deal for 1990, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, well, this game also has like... Uh, uh, some mini games between levels, like there's this, like one where you are kind of beating a bomb around with a a frying pan, trying to not. They're like you and three other Kirby's are trying to not get hit by the bomb, and it gets faster and faster, and that's fun. And it's also one where you kind of like are on the you're like skateboarding on these rails, and you have to yeah yeah it's not... like air rail or rail something. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's a fun. That's a fun. And I remember this game. being these mini games were a lot more fun than the NES version because the NES version had like the only one I remember was just like a well, was it like a a claw grab game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. it was just freaking impossible, and it was so frustrating. Yeah, and it never worked. It kept dropping the Kirby's. Yeah, you would get them, and then he would just drop right before you needed them. Yeah. So I had a lot more fun with these mini games in this version. Yeah, there's this more yeah, and more variety. Yeah. yeah, and you know this game is very replayable. Like I, I started to learn as I played that, like, oh, there are all these hidden areas. You can find these hidden switches that open up parts of the map, and you know it. It only really rewards you with another like mini game, essentially. But you know, it's it can be a fun thing to like go back and see. Mm-hmm. Oh, what uh, if I, if you wanted to 100 percent this game, you can you know, try to get through all these levels, find all the secrets, which can be like that part of the fun is, uh, Oh, I need a special ability. I need like a certain costume to, to be able to access this area. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like Mario can do that sometimes too. Like, Oh, I need the, and then I need to be able to fly to get this part, or I need a blue Yoshi to get here. That kind of thing. Um, it's funny. I think th- this game feels like such a, uh, improvement over the NES version in every single way. And yeah. it's just kind of a shame because like, I think it's only really available as a GBA game because, you know, we've seen the NES version come to like virtual console. And I think it's on like the switch online, uh, the NES thing now. And it's, I mean, it's, if it's the NES, there's no reason it shouldn't be there. But uh, I feel like, we've just seen that version come back so many times it's on the NES mini too, but like there's not been a, you know, official Nintendo re-release of this game, you know, other than the NES version. I know it's hard. I feel like a lot of Game Boy Advance games kind of like get a, I don't know. I guess it was a very popular system, but just the games don't get uh, talked about or noticed as much. Yeah, or, like, Metroid Fusion is, like, an incredible Metroid game. And, again, it's, like, you know, it's never been, like... Actually, that's not true. You can play... I think the Wii U had uh, some GBA games. Like, you could play Metroid Fusion on Wii U. But still, like... Yeah, I feel like... It's not easy to come by. On the Switch, they have that Nintendo does not make it easy to play their older games. Sorry, what? Nintendo does not always make it easier to play their older games. I know. Like, on the Switch, they have, you know, the um, 
the uh, what is the, the subscription service and then the Switch Online where you can play like the old NES games and Super Nintendo games. And if you can play those, you can definitely put some advanced games on there. Yeah, exactly. There's no reason, no reason to make those games inaccessible. But they're totally like Minish Cap. You, oh yeah, you, that's another one. You can't play that anywhere. And I guess they actually for the the 3DS or something they made it like a free download for people who like pre-ordered this one thing. I, I forget exactly, but but it, they never hmm. made it available to purchase in the store. But if you're a very lucky wow. person, you might have Minish Cap on your DS if you did this thing. Oh, I didn't know that. Is that like if you pre-ordered what Link Between Worlds or something I, like I'm that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. What are we missing? Are we? I mean, what's there to say about Kirby? It's if it's like it's it's almost as if you didn't if you don't know Kirby, it's almost like not knowing Mario. Not not quite, but <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like Kirby's really like it started out as like a just a Game Boy game, you know, mm-hmm. and then he's I would say he's like up there with like. You know, <laughs> seated on the right hand of the throne of Mario. Yeah, he's like up there with like like Zelda or like uh, Zelda and Link. And yeah, I mean, if you're if you're in Smash Brothers, things. you're you're an iconic character, basically. Yeah, and he's kind of like put front and center of like the last Smash Brothers. Like, as if you play the story mode, mm-hmm. like you start as Kirby. I always liked playing with featured. Kirby on the original Super Smash. The yeah. Inhalation. I've actually never played the original. It's because he can because he can fly, so he can always he's easier to uh, do a recovery if you get yeah, thrown off true. the side. So yeah. I always appreciated that, and um, yeah, and you know Kirby's still big today. I my son hundred percented uh, Forgotten Land, and right. um, and I still play with Harry sometimes uh, Planet Robobot, which is a three DS mm. game, which is pretty difficult. Compared to other Kirby games yeah. I've played, I'd say the difficulty is pretty high. Uh, well, why don't we well, let's let's uh, let's rate this game? Um, I don't know. Uh, so my my thoughts are uh, yeah, it's Kirby. It's great. This was also like one of those white whale games for me that I like. You know, I had played since I was you know twelve, but I'd never uh, I'd never beaten before. I'm talking about the NES version, mm-hmm. and I'm saying this is close enough uh so and i you know i finished it a couple nights ago that felt felt good and i can see myself going back and you know maybe 100 percenting it also we didn't talk about the fact that this gba version if you beat it there's also like a hard mode or an extra mode where you have less health and if you beat that you can play the game as meta knight right which has uh, its own so challenges that- and Right, because uh, he doesn't copy abilities. He basically just has a sword. He can he can He's, attack I think, a little up. easier to get. It's like the big oh, thing that he cool. can do. But uh, yeah, I, I think this is a great game, and despite my you know problems with the controls, I think it's I don't know. It's, this is a classic. What can I say? I'm gonna give it a hell. I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. Um, let me think. Uh, nine out of ten. Uh, Bronto Burts. Uh, I I love this game. I'm a big Kirby fan, and I appreciate all the improvements on Kirby's Adventure, which is also a great game. Uh, not too difficult, like you said. Uh, it's sort of just like mm-hmm. a, a relaxing time to visit your round pink friend. Uh, and I think <laughs> I'm going to give it a solid um, eight and a half or nine butter buildings. 
All right. Well, shall we? Uh, I guess the question is, uh, what makes it sing? What makes it sing? Waddle Dee and Waddle Do, how they're coming after you. <laughs> waddle Dee, what do you waddle do? Waddle Dee, what do you doodly do? Why do you doodly do? Waddle Dee and Waddle Do, come with me. I'll fight with you. <laughs> Blade knife, blipper bomber, get brent, brano bird, broom, hatter, bubbles, bugs, a junior cat. Wait. <laughs> Twizzy, UFO, waddle dee, waddle do. Walkie wheelie, those are the enemies from Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. You gotta suck them all up, gotta suck them all up. Suck, 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 suck them all up. Gonna eat your brains, gonna eat your soul, gonna eat that thing that makes you whole, oh yeah. Kirby gonna suck it out of you. Will he suck up your soul when he takes you into his mouth? <laughs> Does he? Where do the enemies go when they get sucked up by Kirby? Do they go to heaven? Do their souls disappear? Do they go to Kirby Hell? I know it very well. Where, where do the Waddle Dees go when he takes them into his mouth? Where do the parasols go when he takes them into his mouth? Where do the Bronto birds go? When he takes them into his mouth When he sucks them dry <laughs> Where do the shotsos And glunks and gordos go When he sucks them up I know it's gone Will you transform me now I'm part of your soul your soul and my soul together everybody here knows Kirby's got no clothes he's pink and kind of small but through it all Kirby will you swallow Kirby's gonna swallow Take me to the orange ocean Toot me to the yogurt yard Take me to the rainbow resort Grape garden but I better an ice cream island The fountain of dreams is where I want to have my funeral Oh, oh The fountain of dreams is where you go when you get sucked up by Kirby Go into the rainbow resort <laughs> Floating away on a cloud of rainbows Doodly doo doo Floating away forever Floating away forever Flo-
be a little ball Or you may be shooting lasers You may have a microphone You may be a big fat wheel When you do the hair grind With your sweet pink behind <laughs> When you do the air grind Kirby I would not mind If you held me in your Tiny arms And carried me Big fucking penguin, I like to do wrestling, and I need you to listen to me. There's a nightmare king, he's a nightmare king, he's gonna get you if you take back the star rod, baby. He's a nightmare king, nightmare king, he's a nightmare king, nightmare king. From the vegetable valley to the ice cream island, I've got eyes on you. Does he eat your soul when he starts to swallow you? Does he eat your soul? Does he turn you into, into, uh, into, into goo? Does he tell you what his soul is? Does he smoke a big fat bowl? And does, Cur does Kirby know what he's gonna do? Is he just full of souls? Do you go to heaven if he swallows you? Is he full of souls? <laughs> Do they get to heaven uh, if he swallows you? Sucking my soul to heaven. Sucking my soul, sucking my soul up to heaven. Are you sucking my soul, sucking my soul up? Filling my loving cup, cause sucking my soul up to heaven. 
Did you send your soul to hell? Do you think that rang a bell? When you heard about the curb, when you heard about the curb, did it send your love to love? <laughs> did it da 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 da? When you heard about the curb, when you said about the curb. Take me inside you, curb. Ooh, I like that. Suck it inside. Wait. <laughs> Suck it inside. <laughs> Suck it inside you, Kirby, baby. Suck it inside you till you may be gone, gone forever, gone forever. Sucking it up, sucking it up, sucking it up and sucking it on up. You see. If I suck you and you suck me, <laughs> do you erase every trace that I ever existed? Well, listen to this kid. I'm just afraid of the plans that I made to get sucked up by a little pink ghost ball. <laughs> Is he a ghost? Cause he looks like a ghost. Is he a ghost? Cause he looks like a ghost. At least more than most do. Who don't have arms, don't have legs, don't have torsos. <laughs> Look like <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Where do the waddledees go? When he sucks them up and where do the waddle-doos go? When he sucks them up and where do the pronto birds go? When he sucks them dry I've never seen him use the bathroom And I've never seen him cry He just wants to watch them Where die. do the parasols go? When he sucks them up, ask Cappy's late nights UFOs. When he sucks them up, where do the shotsos and gordos and clowns go when Kirby sucks them up? Take me, Kirby, and transform me. Make me a part of your soul.
Good night, flipper, bomber, get brown, bird, broom, hider, bubbles, bugs, a junior, capuchilla, coner, cool spook, drill ball, explosive coconut, flamer, glunk, gordo, hothead, caboo, laser ball, knotted parasol, parasol, waddle dee. Keep naming them all, keep naming them all. Hang it, pop it, bubbles, junior, rocket, scarf, fish, shot, so, sir, kettle, slippers, bucket, squish, it, stomp, and sword, knot, needless, twist, a twizzy, UFO, waddle dee, waddle do. That's going to do it for this episode of Bit Parade. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bit Parade Pod. And email us your questions or game suggestions at bitparadepod at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, let us know, uh, let us know how we're doing. Yeah. What's, what's good? What's, we could, what's boring? We could definitely go for some know. reviews, you know. If you uh, are idea. on, you know, if you like the podcast, let people know. Share it. Love it. Live it. Yeah, even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, that's a great place to leave a review. So, highly recommend it. Eli, where can our listeners find you? Our listeners can find me on Instagram at Eli Bolin, E-L-I-B-O-L-I-N. They can find me um, – I mean, that's kind of my main I, – I still have a Twitter account, but as of last night, they uh, turned off API access to the app that I choose to use. Because oh. there's nothing yeah, good about, about the guy in charge there now. Um, it's because I use TweetBot, yeah. which makes Twitter sort of tolerable for me. And if they I don't see. restore the access to it, that's that's going to be my final straw. Because I'm not going to use their native yeah. app. It's a disaster. Yeah, I'm trying to myself move over to just – I just have not been that active on Instagram. And I'm trying to change that. Because that's, that's really where the action is. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, and – yeah, and well, speaking of which, you you can find me on Instagram and Twitter for the time being. Uh, I'm twitching again. I'm streaming on Twitch. I played a lot of, of Kirby over there. Um, so I'll be playing our next game there as well. Uh, I haven't really set a schedule, but you know I'm going to start announcing it as opposed to just showing up like I did this past week. Um, I'm also on Bandcamp and SoundCloud and MikePetry.com. That's P-E-T-T-R-Y yeah. dot com. Uh, also, let's see. All music in this episode was written by the two of us, unless I drop in any music from Kirby, which would be very obvious. Um, and you can listen to the songs from past episodes on streaming services like Apple Music, Spotify, and YouTube. Um, and our cover art is by Nicole Wong, who you can follow on Instagram at underscore nerdfaithartish. Yeah, so thanks so much for listening, everybody. Next month, we'll be doing Myst, M-Y-S-T. Yeah, baby. The um, (laughs) formative game uh, from the 90s, I think, right? And uh, it continues to be upgraded for new generations. I'm going to maybe pop around and look at the new version because I played the old one, I would say, over a dozen times um, because that's who I am. But yeah, we uh, we got some mist coming for you. Well, anyway, um, what else? Be sure to yeah subscribe to Bit Parade in your favorite podcatcher if you don't already. If you like the show, tell your friends. You know, do a do a post, do a post. We appreciate that, and review us like we said. And I guess that's gonna do it for us. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bit Parade, and we'll see you next month when we talk about mist. Until then, go get go your, your soul, soul sucked out. <laughs> Let's do it on the count of three. We'll say it. All right. Yeah. Until then. One.
Go get your soul <laughs> sucked out. Okay, <laughs> Until yeah, then, count, sorry. You said, wait. You, Go get your soul sucked out. Go get your soul sucked out. Let's just keep it like this. <laughs> Bit Parade has been brought to you by the letter Q. <laughs> the most rock and roll letter of all.